I think I have a lot of great people around me and it's uh, the reason I drive race cars. Welcome everyone to the Driving Vision Podcast brought to you by the Ziegler Auto Group. And here with me, Auto Group Director of Talent Development, Mike Van Ryan. Welcome, Mike. Hey, thanks, Sam. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast, like it if you do, and leave a comment. Hey, everybody, welcome to the special edition of the Driving Vision Podcast. We're here in studio high above Kalamazoo Honda here on Stadium Drive in Kalamazoo, Michigan, to announce something really cool with us Aaron Ziegler, President and CEO of the Ziegler Auto Group. Aaron, what do we have to announce today? <laughs> well, we've got uh, a lot of announcements. It's been a big week. So uh-huh. We have um, partnered for the 2024 NASCAR season with Spire Motorsports and hometown race car driver, Carson Hosevar. Carson, welcome. You're here in studio. Yeah, I appreciate it. It's a pretty awesome studio, you guys, as well as uh, a pretty big organization. Got a chance to, to go to motorsports and uh, the Chrysler building, now the Honda building. So pretty awesome. A little bit everywhere here. So Carson, not only do we have you as our new NASCAR race car driver, we're excited to have homegrown, t- homegrown talent here. We also have president of Spire, Todd Mackin. Welcome. Thank you very much for having me. We're super excited to have you here in studio. It's not often we get the NASCAR race car company that owns the car that the driver is going to drive to be here in studio, which I think makes this relationship unique, Aaron. Talk to us a little bit about why Spire and why Carson? You know, um, start with uh, Spire. So they're they're a team that is on the move. They're growing right now in leaps and bounds, and they have that burning desire to win, just like we do as a uh, organization. And we've gotten to know uh, Todd and and Jeff and TJ, the owners of uh, Spire, and their core values are very similar to our core values as an as an organization. And it was just a natural fit to partner up with them. And you know, from from our, our driver Carson standpoint, I've been following him since he was a little kid. You know, you, you hear him in the in the news media, and he's winning, and he's winning, and he's winning national championships. And then he got in the the NASCAR Truck Series, and um, he got in the, not only in the playoffs last year, but he got in the championship four. So it comes down to the last race of the year, racing for a championship, and just just so impressive on the track. But that's great. We want to win. We want to have the right driver. But when I got to know Carson this summer as a person, he's just a just a wonderful human being. And um, his his outlook on life and his philosophy and his core values matched up with us and as an organization. And it's just a natural fit to have, you know, a, a hometown guy that's hit it big uh, out, out there in the in the racing world and a hometown sponsor. And we get to partner with, uh, you know, the two of us inspire to go go racing and and win. Arson, what does that mean to you to be sitting here in Kalamazoo, Michigan, in a building that you may have passed by as a kid and have Aaron Ziegler talk about sponsoring with you. What does it mean, Ziegler Auto Group, to you? Uh, it means a lot, obviously. Um, being so invested in this community, I, I got to drive by this place all the time. You know, we get to go to lunch, and I don't have to plug into my GPS, right? That's that's big for me. It's the only place in the country I don't need that. I'm still 20 years old, and uh, I can tell you what happened at lap 75, 17 years ago almost, uh, yeah. in, in any race, but... What I ate for breakfast, I'll be able to forget, um, you know, within a few minutes. And the fact that I could be able to know this community, know Kalamazoo, like the back of my hand, um, just really says how much, number one, it means to me, but how much that, um, you know, it's really invested in, in into my core and where uh, um, you know, where it resonates. Carson, you're a celebrity a little bit. Yesterday, we gathered at Motorsports. That's the second day we've been there. And 
what happened, Aaron? We're, we set up uh, a little bit of food. We told people that we were going to make a big announcement. And what happened? Yeah, you know, so we called a press conference and everybody in the world showed up. Everyone. Uh, yes. Every, every network TV was there. CBS, ABC, NBC, Fox. Um, we had national shows that uh, were there. And all of a sudden, you know, next thing you know, there's there's two, three hundred articles out there, interviews um, across the uh, the Internet. I've, I've never seen anything like it. It was uh, unbelievable. I'd, I had no idea how many fans and how popular Carson was. And, and then we're at lunch today for anyone that wants to have a Carson sighting at Ziegler Motorsports at our uh, restaurant there. And you're being recognized. What's it like for you as someone who grew up here? to kind of uh, become known here and, and kind of be recognized and, and, and be celebrated in your success? Uh, well, I mean, it never really like clicked in my head. Um, you know, I was always in my parents, they owned a, a small little coin and jewelry shop on West Nidge, And I was always in the commercials. We always had a, a brief second with all the employees. So that was your first 15 yeah, minutes of fame. You didn't it burn it up like completely. Five, it was like five seconds. Okay. Uh, all right. Just the, <laughs> it was just a quick, quick moment. And and you could see how tall I got because I looked super tall. And then all of a sudden I got shorter and then I got really tall again because I needed a step stool and then I wanted to get rid of it. So, uh, but people would recognize me when every now and I'd go in, go in the store and they'd be like, you know, you were the little kid that was in the, you know, yeah. in the commercials and yeah. stuff. And I, for some reason, I still always thought that's what I would be known for. Yeah. So I, I would go in the store and I would. I would always just be shocked when people wouldn't say that because yeah. I've always heard it my whole life. Yeah. And then everybody would, they're like, no, you run race cars. Like nobody remembers the commercials. Anymore. Yeah. And so my just knows the racing thing and it just never clicked in my head um, until we had the autograph session at, uh, just at my parents' store and it was lined up and people were coming from hours away. And I'm like, man, I just thought people still just <laughs> recognize me from the so, commercial. So, so now I have to ask, since uh, you're now sponsored by Ziegler Auto Group, are you going to start charging your parents for the endorsement and the, the autograph sessions? Uh, and by the way, Aaron over there is saying no, right? No, no absolutely <laughs> not. Uh, but I, I definitely think uh, it, those autograph sessions will be at Ziggler Auto Group. There you go. He, he also needs a free place to stay when he comes, so he better, better take care of mom and dad. I was just saying. Solid advice the, spoken all, by all a parent as well. Fire comes, everybody's just like, yep, we get to stay in a hotel room. They just keep yeah. <laughs> coming back. Yeah. Well, it was so much fun to see you there at Motorsports both days and see the public's reaction. So, Todd... From the Spire perspective, why Ziggler? You had a bunch of different companies to choose from. Why Ziggler? Well, we had a brief relationship a couple of years ago. We did. And yeah. I think it was um, a good opportunity for us to get to meet each other, work together. Uh, but as we've grown as a company, there's been a lot more opportunities to see our on-track um, ability continue to progress. I think that's something that you guys have shown success in as a as a company as well, continuing to progress and grow. And as I sit in this room, I see uh, the wall with a bunch of words that yeah. your employees put uh, in place of what they thought about when they think about Ziegler. Meaningful words. Meaningful words. Yeah. And I think a lot of those words pertain to what we're trying to build here, too. You know, I see culture, talent, you know, family. All those things are really, really important words to us. And I think um, when you're picking a partner, both sides, right, uh, it's got to be the right one. It can't just be the one that makes sense for one group, but we see this as a real opportunity for us to grow over the years. Uh, we see obviously a ton of uh, opportunity working with Carson and we see a lot of talent in him. We believe he's one of the best drivers uh, on the circuit, certainly one of the young uh, up and comers. And, and we believe that this is something that we're going to really look back on and say was the right decision for both organizations. Aaron, as you hear those words and you hear the reason behind the why of partnering, what, what are your thoughts? 
you know, this was just, it was a natural fit between, uh, between the three of us, but it's also really exciting. Yeah. Um, the NASCAR world and the racing world, and we're a company that sells excitement, right? Yes. Um, whether it's motorsports or cars, when we're, we're selling our product, people are at their height of excitement. They're excited with uh, the products and services that we offer. And it's a lot of fun to go, go race. And we're, we're extremely competitive as an organization. We want to win at whatever we do. And these guys have the, uh, the same values and it's a way to really take our brand uh, national uh, out there. And it was just, you know, we, we, I feel so fortunate and lucky that um, we've got a driver now that's from our, our hometown and that we get to try to help help a, a, you know, a little piece of further in his career yeah. and helping him to uh, to achieve his goals and achieve Spire's goals and achieve our goals as well. So is Kalamazoo, Carson, is Kalamazoo a, a NASCAR town? Uh, I mean, def- definitely. Yeah. Um, I, you know, we had that autograph session I, I, I talked about briefly. Um, you know, my mom just kind of like went on a, a group Facebook page. I, I don't, I'm, I'm good at posting. I'm not good at interacting on social. I post and leave, honestly. Um, and she posted. Wait, like, how old are you? That can't be true. I mean, you're supposed to be attached to a. No, oh wait, no. never mind. You're too busy driving, and that no, is you're doing a good but job. Anyway, so she went on like a little Facebook fan page that fans made, and, yeah. and just said, "Hey, we're gonna have an autograph session at the store, and um, you know, feel free to come by for four hours." And I'm like. Mm-hmm four hours yeah yeah i mean i like in the nicest way possible like i I love autograph sessions i love interacting with fans but like there's that's probably, a long time probably gonna be like an yeah. hour or yeah. 45 yeah. minutes of yeah. me, yeah. me just sitting there yeah. um you know doing nothing and you know we had people still showing up after the four hours you know wow. i felt i like i stayed another half hour 45 minutes and it, when i walked in i had to park in the grass and yeah. lined up and um, you know, the coolest compliment I got was a employee of you know, over 20 years. You said they had a lot of Tigers come in and my crowd beat a lot of them, which I thought. You, was- you've been winning a lot more than the Tigers. Have been. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. So, so Aaron, you got a question yesterday in the press conference. We'd love to have you share that uh, and then talk some racing and your hopes for the season between Todd and Carson. What was the question you got that stood out to you by one of the uh, reporters? So one of the reporters asked me, they said, you know, uh, Carson's a very aggressive driver. What do you think about that? And I said, you know, we, we talk all the time in our organization that I think there's, there's two issues in this world today is people don't think big enough and they're not aggressive enough. And I said, as an organization, we're never going to make either of those mistakes. We're going to think big and we're going to be aggressive. So I want an aggressive driver. And I think that fits in with with our team and the competitiveness uh, of us. And I, I want a guy that's going to go for the win. Yeah. And, and that's Carson. And I believe he's going to not only win a lot of races, but I think he's going to win a lot of championships going forward, too. What, when you hear that, Carson, what do you think? It was just it, it means a lot, right, um, to have people that confident in you and, and want you to, to be aggressive, because when you're aggressive, you're going to make mistakes, right? But um, it's the people that catch you and, and want you to keep going and not want to change you or silence you or, or, or slow you down per se, but they want to just control that aggression per se. And, you know, I think I have a lot of great people around me and I promise you if I'm the smartest person in the room, that uh, there's a reason I drive race cars and, and not, not, not do what Aaron does and run a, a successful business. So, so I'm excited where I've gotten the people I have around me. It's on that point that intersects the sport of NASCAR with our business. Because Aaron often talks about in business, you can't be perfect. You will make mistakes. 
The trick is you got to learn from those mistakes, right, Aaron? Yeah. If you, if you don't make mistakes, you're not trying hard enough yeah. uh, on things. And, you, you know, we say, hey, you, you're always going to fall down. It's how quickly you get back up. And you learn from those mistakes. And if if you never make a mistake, you're not learning. You're not growing. You're not moving forward. So it's okay to to make mistakes. I always say, hey, it's, you, you can fail. Just fail fast. Yeah. And then learn from it and move on. So guess what failing fast means at the racetrack, Todd? As the owner, as the uh, as the president of Spire, how do you feel about the potential of? Well, at, let me ask it this way: What is failure at the racetrack? Sometime or learning a quick lesson? It could be a wrecked car, couldn't it? Yeah. What, what's your take on that? Well, um, we don't want to wreck. Yeah. You know? uh, I think we continue to progress, and and we've made some mistakes along the way. It's, I mean, it's it's no secret. Uh, our goals along the way have been to slowly progress to where we put ourselves in a yeah. position to be successful. Yeah. Uh, and and we feel like we have had some successes, while they may not have looked that way to the you know to the public at all times. Internally, we felt like we have continued as an organization to take the right steps, and here we are at the precipice of that. Yeah. Um, with a Real, real opportunity with really great partners, and and we really feel like this is a, a going to be a huge stepping stone for our organization. So, you know, um, we don't want to talk about failure. We want to talk yeah. about successes in the past, but also, like he said, learn from them. Very good. And we also have Bill Anthony with us, EVP, and then I've been giving you a hard time for two days. Also, general counsel for Spire. So I've had to be very careful what I say. And it's gotten me into trouble a couple of times. Earlier, we talked about how Ziegler Motorsports has a track out behind our facilities. And we invited Carson to come ride. Carson, what are you prohibited from doing at any point this season? I no real cage. Uh, I had a pit bike. I got gifted it uh, by my girlfriend. And uh, What happened on to you on that pit bike? Because I've heard this story and it's terrifying. So it was, um, but it does show how aggressive you are. So I think it's a good story. I, I haven't even pulled that. Oh, you haven't. Okay. It's it's breaking news here on the uh, Driving so, Vision um, podcast. Um, so I had a pit bike and they were, you know, we had a little track at the in the woods at, at Nice. So I would drive around a lot and um we were shooting something for Fox. And I'm like, oh, you know, I should bring the pit bike out. And uh, so we I brought it out to the Fox thing and uh, you know, having fun with it, you know doing wheelies and, and doing fun stuff. And I was literally on the way back to, to put it away, put it on the truck and uh, I hadn't rode in a while. And I grabbed all front brake instead of rear. And now wait, I'm a novice, so I don't know much about this, but I've ridden bicycles enough to know you don't pull the front grab, brake because grab, what happens? If you grab front brake, you go head over heels. Yeah. I was head over heels at <laughs> wide open peg. Yeah. Um, of course so you were. I, so I landed, uh, <laughs> cut up, like ripped open my hands, you know, landed on the ground or it started sliding. I, and then I started to tuck, got my, uh, just got torn up, road rash everywhere. Yeah. Had to fly to Kansas, was racing two days later and, and, and I had to walk into the shop and I'm all bloodied up with, with band-aids all around me. And, and, you know, I had a mark all the way down my chest that looked like you took a razor braid and just just barely peeled the skin open yeah so i looked a mess and they're like what happened and they know the pit bike's gone from the shop and i'm like uh you know i went to step off a golf cart and i lost my footing first steps a doozy right and, yeah you know just, how quickly do they believe that so you call they, 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 yeah <laughs> yeah yeah 100%. Uh, general counsels they know his line they're like well why have the pit bike be gone and and then when it comes back it's completely wrecked what, yeah. like so Two and two uh, together. They but I was like, you know, I've always gone with the expression, if you're going to play stupid games, you better be ready to play stupid prizes. So I played tough. That's and, awesome. Um, went to Kansas and um, 
you know, had to race to, to, to get to the next round of the playoffs, finished second, yeah. um, ran out of fuel leading. Um, but the toughest part, you know, I was as good as I could be, you know, I had band-aids in my uh, gloves and I was fine. You know, I figured out how to hold my wheel right. And I was good, but the worst part was shifting. I, I think I yelled every single time I had to grab it. <laughs> uh, cause I had to push right where it was open. And, um, and my girlfriend, she was, she was mad that I wrecked the pit bike that she bought. Of course. Uh, I was, uh, I was late picking her up from the airport because I was supposed to pick her up from the airport and I couldn't because I was getting, uh, my stuff. So she, um, she put rubbing alcohol on it. Oh, because, of course. Like, yeah. It out, yeah. And I had no idea. You have an idea now? I yeah. have an idea now. <laughs> I screamed. <laughs> Yeah. When it, and then she was sitting there and she had cancer. At the, she was going through cancer at the time. So she had the ultimate, well, just be tough. This ain't no big deal. Yeah. Like she yeah. had the ultimate, yeah. like, well, I, 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 she's a race car driver as well, well, by I, the way. So well, she yeah. was currently going yeah. through chemo. She's like, well, yeah. if I can do this, you can deal with alcohol. Good and for her. Dumb right on Good me. for her. I like her already. I'm like, I'm like on the ground, like, <laughs> just like shaking but um but now i have a funny story to tell about it and i have a pit bike that i had to spend money on to fix but no, i'm not advocating this type of behavior keep in mind we're still right. in the honeymoon period yes ink is just yes dry. but it is dry nonetheless so but yes i will say <laughs> yeah that part of this is the reason why carson is great right? yeah the competitive spirit yes right there is a handful of drivers in nascar that will take every opportunity to drive anything they can without any fear or uh, or shame or performance anxiety, right? It's the Kyle Larson's. It used to be the Tony Stewart's. He will drive anything and he's competitive and it's that edge that gets him ahead. Yeah. And that's really going to help us perform down the road. And so maybe I may have to cover my eyes sometimes, but I mean, <laughs> you can't take that spirit. Away. I think you and Todd both. I see you both cringing as the story goes, but you're right. He shut pain out of his mind, right. focused on the task, modified to be great. You and I heard a story yesterday at lunch where you broke your, what was it? Your tibia or something. And your that was right after and, I got off crutches and, too. So it was and, within the same time. And, and you shortened the uh, generally acceptable span of recovery and taught yourself how to shift using the wrong foot with a block underneath you. And you adapted in a way that Kids, when, don't try this at home. no, do not try this at home, by the way. Yes. You adapted in a way that uh, a lot of people are unable to do what, what in your mind, what process goes through your mind uh, when you're thinking about how to win and you're trying to figure out how to adapt and you're shutting that pain out? Do you have a, is there like a mental process you go through or a way of thinking that? Um, no, not really. Um, I mean, I'm, it's pretty easy as a race car driver to be tunnel vision. Um, you know, it's, I use the expression all the time, um, you know, when you drive to work and you don't remember the drive, right? you know, nine times out of 10, my best lap, you know, you'll run a bunch of, tw uh, you know, 1920s right in a row. And then all of a sudden you run a 19.0 or a, yeah, 19.0. And then you'll run a 19.20 again. And they're like, well, why'd you run this? And I was like, I don't know. I don't even remember. I did that. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what I did different. And yeah. I just zoned out yeah. and I heard 19.0 and I'm like, oh, that's awesome. Yeah. And then I got conscious again and then I went right back. Like, where, where are we? What are we doing? Yeah. yeah. Um, so that, a lot of times it's like that, you know, a lot of my best qualifying laps is the ones I don't remember. Um, and, and then there's a lot of times where, you know, you're, 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 you're instinctly, you're, you're driving off instinct and not even yeah. conscious. So, yeah. um, you know, even when I was in, you know, post-surgery and the doctor's like, you know, you sure you want to race three days from now? And I'm like, Oh, yeah. And he's like, well, you can't be on any drugs or medication or anything because it doesn't follow the guidelines. You're, like, you you're get, about to feel pain. And I'm, and I'm like, yeah. 
well, adrenaline's a hell of a drug. Like, I'll just use that. Yeah. Like, I'll, be, I'll be fine. I was like, I'll just deal with it after. Like, and that's how I've, I've dealt with it. everything I feel like is just deal with it after you're done performing. What, you know, you know, just be all out a hundred percent and, you know, just take the time after you, you have all the time in the world after your, your event game, whatever yeah. the case may be to recover, take advantage of that. And, and you, you might as well, you know, theoretically from a race car, you know, we don't physically, you know, fall to the ground after the races, but sometimes we do, right. You should, you should be mentally and physically drained after every race. Is my thought. I love that. You know, we often hear in business and we teach it as a business principle, success isn't about having all the right resources. It's about being resourceful and finding a way through the problem. You've proved that with those couple of anecdotes. We're excited to see it prove out this season. The race team has given you one heck of a resource in this car we saw it yesterday. Thank you both, by the way, for allowing us to have it on the showroom floor at, at uh, Kalamazoo Motorsports, at Ziggler Motorsports. Uh, beautiful car. It it looks like it's just going to run. Anything you want to share with us about the car, about the setup, about just the season that lies ahead, either Bill or Todd, you guys can. So we're obviously very optimistic. So it's, and and the car is amazing and the design is amazing. I think it looks fast before it even hits the track. Yeah. And, and we're very proud of that design and I think it will continue to iterate as we go through. But for us, the biggest source of optimism for us is personnel, right? Not only from a driver perspective, yeah. but his new crew chief, uh, Luke Lambert, who they've already had a budding relationship and his experience that he brings to the team. We've doubled or close to tripled our engineering staff, which is, allows us to compute data and utilize data more. So it's the resource of the knowledge-based resource, the personnel resource, and you combine that with, we had already started to put together top quality equipment. I mean, obviously the next gen car is the next gen car and it's all single source. And we had top line engines from Hendrick Motorsports, great information and data from Hendrick Motorsports. So it's putting all of those pieces together and supplementing it with great people. So that's really where the source of enthusiasm is. And then you combine that with partnerships like we have here with people that are just as enthusiastic as we are that, yeah. that have the same goal and the same mission. And it's just really good alignment. Yeah. All focused on one goal, which yeah. is let's win. Let's yes. find a way to end up in winner's, winner's circle. That It's exciting uh, thinking about this year. So uh, any predictions on the year? It's probably too early to make that uh, prognostication, but uh we will be better and we will learn a lot during the year. And I love we'll it. be along the principles that Aaron mentioned earlier about thinking big yeah. and taking chances rather yeah. than being aggressive. And I really appreciate, I listened to, and I will now re-listen this uh, podcast as well, Carson. He, he's very thoughtful. And I think that he talks about his memory, right? And how yeah. he remembers and he doesn't. Share the podcast with us. What, what so podcast was it, it on? Uh, it was the uh, Money Lab okay. podcast yeah. that I listened to that you did. And, and the thought processes, which is what I was going to say is, he, he may not remember other things. It's because yeah. he's putting all his computing resources towards one goal and strategy and understanding and learning and improving. And when you listen, you, you hark back to what happened in Phoenix, yeah, uh, which was a, a unfortunate circumstance where he had a chance for the championship and then the circumstances happened. But if you listen to him say on that podcast and other, in other areas and the way that he analyzes, first of all, the approach going into the race, yeah. the need to make adjustments in the race, how he was planning it out to try and get the best and most efficient finish based on what he had available to him yeah. and then what led to those circumstances. And then most of all, setting that aside, viewing it and saying, okay, how can I do better without taking away my advantage and skill of aggressiveness and the, and the talent that I have? Like nobody wants him to back off. Yeah. Nobody wants him to become soft. Like this field is not going to give in. No to anybody. Right? No. He's going to have to take his positions. Yeah. He knows from his experience this last year, 
he's fighting for every position yeah. in every race on every track. Yeah. And it's hard. And it's hard to translate that. And so you have to have a lot of faith that somebody like Carson can, can be there every lap and have that mental acuity. That gets you excited just thinking about it, doesn't mm -hmm. it? I see the look on your face. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I just love and, and, and live and breathe racing. Uh, yeah. You know, uh, things like this is, uh, you know, enjoyable and it lets us go yeah. fast. But, um, you know, if there was a race today, I'd, you'd be there. I don't want to be there for sure. You'd be there. So just not going head over heels on a bike. That's right. Yeah, no bikes. No. Although I will tell you, and 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 uh, Todd, I have one question for you. We'll come back to this as closing. You, uh, uh, if you do end up on our dirt track, uh, you have a story with Bill uh, to use as blackmail later on. Uh, it's possible that Bill went wrong road, wrong direction here in Kalamazoo, but we're not going to share that on the podcast. So instead of going there, maybe not twice, too. Twice. Oh, did it happen again? You have to correct. Yeah, gotcha. I was just trying my best not to laugh. And then he turned left down the wrong way again. And I lost it. So, but this is a ledge still. So, so Bill, it's interesting when you think about car. Carson's like thought process, it, it kind of is evident in his telling of the story because what was it? Two o'clock in the morning, one o'clock in the morning, yes. Carson's telling the story and he's like, you know, I saw what he was doing. I know there's no other cars around. It's late at night. I'm just curious what happens next. And, and, next morning, and he lets you keep going. And the next morning, he remembers, he's like, there was one car, two lights down. He looked like he yeah. was on the other way. Yeah. I, I knew we were going to miss him. It was yeah. fine. I yeah. mental he, he quote unquote had you. You were okay. But he was just curious. He gave me enough rope to hang. Yeah, which is yeah. which is awesome. So Todd, there couldn't be anything more exciting than NASCAR. You're president of a NASCAR team. You all work for a NASCAR company. A lot of people look at us and say, "Gosh, Sam, how cool it'd be to work for an auto dealership." And you got all these cars around. Uh, we don't drive fast. You guys are in the business of racing and winning and creating experiences. What's it like working for a NASCAR team? or leading a NASCAR team, I guess. Just, you know, just like um, your business, we, we want to prepare, you know, we want to be strategic and we want to be purposeful. Yeah. And I think if we do those things right, yeah. going fast will take care of itself. Yeah. And yeah, uh, yeah we want to win. We're yeah. as competitive as anybody. Yeah. Uh, I love this group because of the competitive spirit. Oh, yeah. And you'll see us come out there. And, and when, when Carson mentions, uh, you know, doesn't really remember the laps. I, I if, if you play any other sports, if you, you hit a good golf shot, it's yeah. just because you prepared. You're in the you zone. You hit that golf shot. Yeah. You hit a three-pointer. It's because you prepared and you shot that yeah. shot a hundred times. You don't need to think about it. Yeah. Right. And that's what we want to do on our business side of things. That's what we want to do on the track. And that's what we're doing right now in the office season is get ready to win and be strategic, purposeful, and prepared. Yeah. And uh, I'm excited about our group. I think our whole group is excited about the upcoming season. This is the most energy and electric feeling we've had with the new shop, new drivers, bringing some energy to our, to our organization, new teams, uh, and new opportunities. And I think we're really, really excited for, for that. Also, I mean, I would not, I've not worked anywhere else, but in sports yeah. and I love it. Yeah. And that's where my passion lies. That's where all of our groups passion lies. Yeah. A lot of us probably take a pay cut to be in this, yeah. but it is because we love it and we care and we want it. And when we wake up in the morning, we get to talk about motorsports and not selling copiers. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So probably similar. To no offense to the copier people, yeah. but I love the we love to race. Them, but yes. I'm just saying, like, we <laughs> yes. get to talk about this. And yes. So that's, what's really cool for us. So, yeah. uh, but just like any other business, man, we have our goals and we have our strategies. And, and So as we met uh, in our conference room, uh, you flashed up one of your core values, respect. And 
just as, as we close out, I got to tell you, we've been doing this for a few years in the NASCAR world, and we've never had a team show us the level of respect you have by bringing a team of six. You filled the conference room up there, uh, including Carson, and, and meeting with us. Fascinating conversations. We strategize and we think about what this next season looks like and how do we maximize, not just for one side, but for, for all of us. Uh, we're super excited for the season and hopefully our entire fan base in the podcast world, our, our auto group employees and everyone here in Kalamazoo and in the greater Chicagoland area. Hopefully everybody's just super pumped because, uh, you know, buckle up and uh, it, it, it's only appropriate, Carson. You got to have the last word, man. How, how do you want to close this thing out? Any thought uh, closing comments for the uh, podcast world here? Uh, I'm, in, uh, I'm just ready for the Daytona 500. Um, Bring it. it a, how many days left? Uh, <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm counting. There's 68 total LA clash. Um, and then after that is two weeks is till the Daytona 500. But excited for that. Excited to head towards that. And uh, normally it starts in the daytime, ends at night. And the yellow is going to be the brightest car, I'm sure, uh, day and night. So watch for that yellow car. And you'll be with us, I'm sure, remote or live uh, before then. But good luck to you. Good luck to Team Spire. Thank you all for being here. And uh, we'll see you next time. Thanks to all who contributed to this week's podcast. Until next week, how are you driving vision today? Today.